It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast presented by DraftKings, of course. We are in, by the way, with the July Best Ball Draft. I took Derrick Henry at four. I had some debate between Henry, Kamara, but maybe I'll hear from Joe momentarily what he thinks. I will say this. Get in on the August best ball. Best ball is the best ball. That's why it's called best ball. All you have to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors at RossTucker.com and then send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. Because we need you guys. And really, we want you guys. I can't wait to go head-to-head. Last week, we announced Joe Silva and Brent Hunt. This week, Sean Maloney. Sean went ahead and he signed up and got new earbuds from Raycon. He got the home try-on kit from Warby Parker. Well done, Sean. John Ginter got Bombas socks. I love it. I don't care what you get. Just get something. Check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. Cannot wait to go against you guys in the August best ball. And by the way, you can go against Joe and I in the season long fan tracks league, fantracks.com slash Ross that I've been talking about on the Ross Tucker football podcast. The aforementioned Joe Dolan, of course. From fantasypoints.com. If you're not signed up for fantasypoints.com using the code 21FEAST, what are we even doing here? Well, I mean, what, what are we even doing? Check out Joe on social media at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, it's August. It's drafting season. We actually have training camp reports and preseason games. People are going nuts about fantasy football right now. And, Ross, there is um, – we, we're seeing the subscriptions roll in, but <clears> – <throat> I can't believe how many people are not taking advantage of the promo code. Like, I mean, hey, look, no skin off my back. You know, hey, you want to give us more money? That's all, 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 all uh, like, uh, more power to you. But 21 Feast gets you a discount code. I mean, come on. Like, we're seeing the subs roll in. August is a huge month. Every year in July, we're like, well, you know, get a little, you're, you own a business. You're like, well, you know, and then August, the clock turns to August, and then the subscriptions are just rolling in constantly. Ross, I can't believe anybody would not take advantage right now. We've got your offensive line tiers up on the website. We've got the franchise focus series. We've got the fantasy points generator, which is our in-house uh, draft assist tool. I Like, I can't even begin to describe and by the way nothing i mentioned even includes our dfs embedding package like i know i try not to put the hard sell on here ross this is a this is our podcast where we can just talk analysis but if you're not using that code 21 feast and signing up to the website right now i think you're making a mistake i really do totally agree uh 21 feast get you that discount today's a big day joe because we are starting tears of dolan This was popularized years ago with tears of Evan, Evan Silva. But now our guy, and we love him, is Joe Dolan. And our guy, Scott Sheriff, who I think is still part of Carrie Underwood's band. I got to check on that. Scott, let me know. Yeah, and by the way, Scott, if uh, you ever come to Greenville, South Carolina, 
My wife is a big Carrie Underwood fan. I'm just throwing that out there, Ross. Just hey, hey, when he there. when she came to Hershey, my wife and I got to meet her because of Scott. Yeah, which so, was amazing. Uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. We got the Bon Secours Wellness Arena here in Greenville. We got some good big time acts coming. So just just throwing that out there. All right, everybody, just enjoy. And Brian didn't want to do this. Brian wanted to say we should retire. What a loser. Will I win my league? If I'm following Joe Dolan. (laughs) Am I drafting Z? Maybe he's in better shape this year. If I'm following Joe Dolan. At the turn, two picks to burn. But I know I won't go wrong with tears of Joe Dolan. Ah, yes, I love it, Joe. I. I mean, what a mashup, or whatever they call that, with Scott Sheriff, who, by the way, has a really nice voice, Scott. Really nice voice. That was amazing. All right, we're getting into the tiers, Joe, and everybody has rankings. Everybody and their yeah. brother has rankings. I feel like we need to tell them every week, every time this time of year, why the tiers are important. Well, there's uh, it's it's the easiest way for me to kind of get a, a point across. Uh, one of the one of the uh, things that John Hansen has always said that he always taught me was don't be a rankings uh, don't be a ranking slave. And what he meant by that was when he says that just because somebody on a projection sheet is RB five doesn't mean that like you should assume 100% of the time RB5 is going to be better than RB6. And that's not even accounting for things like injury and things that happen all year. You know, obviously Christian McCaffrey going down last year, that's something you couldn't predict. But what tiers are is it provides you a really um, it provides you a baseline of where you should be kind of looking at players and comparing them and kind of even though you might prefer somebody within a tier giving yourself like an out like saying all right these are the guys who i have who i think can be the number one running back on my team and if i get one of those guys i'll be ultimately happy now tiers i think are much more important if i'm doing like a salary cap or an auction draft um i think uh, i i have an auction draft plan up at fantasypoints.com uh, that really breaks that entire thing down but even in a snake draft, these things are going to help you. And let me just throw an example to you since, Ross, you and I are talking best ball. So in best ball, uh, in best ball leagues, most people are going to do more than one. Now, maybe like I do them all off season as soon as the draft is over. So I'm going to end up being in 100 plus. But here's the point uh, where I'm, I'm, I'm getting at when it comes to tiers. Let's just say I draw the seventh pick. In, in 10 consecutive best ball drafts, all on the same platform. And in all 10 of those drafts, I have a choice between Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. 
I am not because I have them in the same tier, and we'll get into those tiers. I am not going to draft personally Aaron Jones over Saquon Barkley in all 10 of those drafts, even if I have him ranked higher on my projections. Why is that the case? Because within the same tier, we're not, we're not that smart, Ross. I, I like to think we can figure some things out, but we are not so precise where we can definitively say the difference between RB6 and RB7 is so significant that you should be making the same pick 10 times out of 10. So if a guy is in the same tier, I don't think I'm smart enough to deduce which of these guys is certainly better than the next. Now, if I had the choice between Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones 10 times out of 10, I'm taking Cook 9 times, 10 times out of 10 because I have him significantly higher in terms of tiers. But within the same tier, I am going to mix and match because I think these guys are so similar that we can't all of a sudden just say, oh, just because this guy's ranked 7th and this guy's ranked 8th, that the 7th guy is the guy you should draft every single time if they're in the same tier. That's the importance of tier. That's that, that's the best way for me to illustrate it. And I think that's a really important thing, especially if you're just getting into fantasy, to understanding, putting your own tiers together. You might not agree with my tiers. That's fine. Put your own tiers together and say, look, for me to execute my strategy, I got to get one guy here. I got to get two guys from here. And I think that's the best way to put a team together. All right. So for all these tiers, you know, I don't think we need to talk about every guy, Joe. We just need no. to, it, it, there might be questions. So your elite tier is uh, only two guys, Chris McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. Tier one is Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, and Zeke Elliott. So what's the difference between elite and tier one in your mind? What's the difference so, between Cook and Kamara? Just volume? So it's just volume. Um, and I think Dalvin Cook. Now, Alvin Kamara, I'm not putting him in that tier yet because I have a lot of questions about what New Orleans offense is going to look like. I would think with the Michael Thomas injury, it's going to run through Kamara. But there are some big questions about that offense. And in terms of carries, Alvin Kamara, he gets the passing down work, but he just doesn't get the volume of carries that Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey get. Like, so um, that's going to put him in a tier lower than Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, who are the consensus top two players in all of fantasy this year. Derrick Henry doesn't get the passing down work. Now, if you're not 90% of the time, if you bet against outliers in fantasy football, you're probably going to win. Derrick Henry is a top five fantasy pick because he's been an outlier, but he still doesn't get the passing down work, which is why he's in that tier one below the elite tier for me. And Ezekiel Elliott is, is a guy who in the past was in that elite tier. He's coming off a rough season. Um, Dak Prescott is still dinged up. I know Zeke's in much better shape. You talked about that, Ross, while you were voicing over the uh, the song there. But um, there are still some questions with Ezekiel Elliott that have him falling below that elite tier for me. So there's some questions with those guys that I just don't have about the top two guys. Now, McCaffrey and Cook. Those have guys who have had injury problems. McCaffrey last year, Cook throughout his career. But when they're on the field, these two guys are just heads heads and shoulders above the rest of the rest of the field. I made a mistake taking Henry over Kamara, didn't I? I I was um, debating back and forth. Here's the thing: I too. was doing it I all off major, season, though, Ross. But I have major concerns about Henry's workload the last two years. Yeah, Major um, concerns. I, I, I'm already regretting the whole best ball. This I wouldn't do that. Into the August best ball yeah. so I can dominate you in the August best ball because the July best ball is stupid and I already blew it. 
I, no, I don't think you blew it. I was taking Henry over Kamara all off season. Um, now I'm starting to diversify a little bit. I'll, I'll pepper in some good because I had I had the the third and fourth pick like a metric ton of times, no matter what platform I was on. So I was getting a ton of Henry, and now I'm mixing it up with Kamara and Elliott. But but again, these are the these are guys in the same tier. So let's let's illustrate tiers in another way. I'm not going to argue with you if you're like, well, I like Zeke better than Derrick Henry. All right, well, I have them in the same tier. So, like, I, I like, I view that argument as a valid one. So, no, I don't think you made a mistake at all. You are betting on Henry to be an outlier, but the thing is, he's been an outlier the last number of years. So, maybe that's just a trend when it comes to Derrick Henry that uh, other guys just – it's a trend that other guys just don't uh, have. Tier 2, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson – Austin Eckler, who, by the way, Eckler went third in our DraftKings best ball draft. Somebody took Eckler real high. What's the difference between tier two and tier one? Well, these are guys who have who just have less of a track record, more questions about them, maybe more competition. I will fully admit, Ross, when I sent you this list of tiers. Jonathan Taylor, I had not yet heard about the Quentin Nelson surgery, which is another blow to Jonathan Taylor. So if you want to consider maybe dropping Jonathan Taylor another tier into tier three, I'm okay with that. But Aaron Jones, look, he's been – we're talking outliers. Aaron Jones has had ridiculous touchdown volume. Now, that might just be the way the Packers operate. There's no more Jamal Williams but A.J. Dillon is still there. So you wonder well, just how big a workload Aaron Jones is going to have. Saquon Barkley, it's self-evident. He's coming off the injury. How uh, how much is, is he going to play early in the year? How, how well is he going to respond to the ACL recovery? That's self-evident why he's not in the uh, Tier 1 or the Elite Tier. Um, Antonio Gibson, I am super-duper high on this year. Uh, I think he's got the best chance to be 2016 David Johnson of anybody. Uh, in this, in this, uh, maybe in a draft, um, uh, maybe, uh, and he's available in the second round. I freaking love him in the second round. If I'm getting an elite wide receiver in the first round, or even if I'm going double double and getting two running backs at the beginning of my draft, I love Antonio Gibson in the second round. I think you can make an argument for him in the first round. Eckler, I think, is like Kamara light. Um, I'm just wondering how that new coaching staff is going to utilize him. He's an elite receiver. Um, I think that's why he probably went third in our DraftKings uh, uh, best ball. It's because somebody was like, what is the difference between this guy and Alvin Kamara? He just doesn't have the track record uh, that Alvin Kamara has. But I like, um, I especially like Austin Eckler in PPR leagues. That's a guy who in non-PPR, half PPR, you probably knock a little bit. But these guys have some significant upside, but just maybe they lack the track record. Maybe they have some competition behind them. Maybe there's a new coaching staff that's given me just a little tiny bit of a pause with drafting these guys over somebody uh, like an Ezekiel Elliott or an Alvin Kamara. Yeah, like in my head, I don't crunch the numbers like you do, but in my head, I feel like I'd rather have Aaron Jones over Zeke Elliott any day of the week. And that's a fair uh, question. Yeah, I mean, I just – what I saw from both those guys last year, Zeke looked mm-hmm. like he was on his last leg. Jones looked awesome, so that's interesting. Speaking of tiers, by the way, you know what is an elite tier when it comes to the job search? LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. Look, we all know how hard it is to hire these days. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn 
jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 750 million people. Do any of you know anybody that's not on LinkedIn? No, you don't. So they're on it. So everybody's there. Then you focus on the ones with the skill and experience you need. It filters. It prioritizes. You win. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash feast. That's linkedin.com slash feast to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. That actually seems like a pretty easy best ball winner right there to get in the best ball draft with me and Joe. Just post a job for free. Hmm. Tier three, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. Why am I blanking on Harris's first name? Najee. Nah, because he's new. The yes. new guy. Wow, the disrespect of having a rookie ahead of Nick Chubb like that. Just disrespectful. Ross, Ross, did you not listen to me? They're in the same tier. It's not really ahead or behind. I'm just putting the guys in the same tier. It's like a Venn diagram, you know? You you have them in no, – it, like, I understand. Nick Chubb, the problem is the passing game work. Um, and Kareem Hunt uh, has gotten a significant amount of that when he's been active at the same time as Nick Chubb. By the way, thrilled Nick Chubb got paid. That guy – like, for my money, like, when I watch him run, he might be the best in the NFL. I'm partial to Saquon Barkley, but Nick Chubb, I mean, is just a monster. So he's in this year only because of passing game work. Joe Mixon's got the offensive line concerns and the injury concerns. Najee Harris has the offensive line concerns, and he's a rookie. I just feel like their concerns are a little bit more than the guys in the tier above them. Um, by the way, like I said, I would move Jonathan Taylor down into this tier now, given the Carson Wentz injury and the Quentin Nelson injury. And I think you could probably compare him to maybe a a, a version of Nick Chubb who's going to get a little bit more work. Um, because I just think, uh, I, I like, I don't think Naeem Hines is as good as Kareem Hunt. So I think I viewed Jonathan Taylor as a Nick Chubb who's going to get a little bit more work. But that there is not a guy who's gotten dinged up more uh, through no fault of his own than Jonathan Taylor these first, like, week or so of, of camp. Yeah, he is going to face some heavy boxes, especially if it's Jacob Eason, no question. Tier four is only two guys, Clyde Edwards-Elair and J.K. Dobbins, which brings up a good point, Joe. Right mm-hmm. now, everybody that goes to Ravens camp is raving about J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins this, J.K. Dobbins that. Going to have a huge year. How do we feel about that kind of hype, Joe? Well, these are two second-year backs who um, who didn't get off on like the perfect foot last year. Edwards Alera, I think, has got more guaranteed work in the passing game, but his ga- his passing game work wasn't enough last year to sustain what I thought was going to be a very, very good floor as a receiving back. I want to see him get more of that. When it comes to Dobbins, I'm just not sure how much passing game work he's going to get, but Mark Ingram is gone. We know they're going to work in Gus Edwards. I think the touchdown up side is massive for J.K. Dobbins. The problem is you do have to bake in the fact that Lamar is going to get some of those, and so is Gus Edwards. But I'm with you, Ross. J.K. Dobbins is regularly slipping into the fourth round. I am taking him as an RB2 there. Maybe I went Kelsey, wide receiver, wide receiver to open my draft, kind of a zero RB type of approach. Well, then I'm taking J.K. Dobbins in the fourth round, and I'm sleeping like a baby if he's my RB1 with that kind of a build. I like him there. Um, Edwards Alaire, the problem with Edwards Alaire, 
I remember saying this summer that I'm going to be in on him. Frankly, Ross, his ADP hasn't fallen as far as I thought it was going to. He's regularly a sixth round, uh, a second round pick, rather. J.K. Dobbins at a round and a half, sometimes a round to a round and a half cheaper in the same tier. I'd much rather have a different player in the second round, like a DeAndre Hopkins, maybe a Darren Waller, and then at a round cheaper, get J.K. Dobbins, who I have in the same tier as Clyde Edwards Alaire. Tier five, DeAndre Swift from Philadelphia. Miles Sanders in Philadelphia, David Montgomery, no connection to Philadelphia whatsoever that I'm aware of. Uh, the one uh, thing that I would say here when it comes to, to David Montgomery is I wonder if by the end of the preseason I'll have viewed him in a tier too low. I, it's just with, when it comes to Montgomery, it's like people just don't view him like he doesn't he, – he's not a sexy pick, but he's proven he can catch the ball. He had a great second half of the year last year. So he's the one who I think has probably got the better shot to move up of this tier. Uh, for the other two guys, new coaching staffs, competition in the backfield. DeAndre Swift, I'd love to have in the tier with Mixon, Harris, and Chubb, or even, hell, even a tier higher with the Gibsons and the Ecklers of the world. But the Jamal Williams signing is a big buzzkill for me. Anthony Lynn's comments this offseason saying he views Williams as a 1A kind of back is a big buzzkill to me. Miles Sanders, they brought in Kenny Gainwell. I've heard I've heard conflicting reports about Sanders in camp. I had somebody there who tells me he looks fantastic. And then I have somebody there who says, you know what? The drops are not getting cleaned up. So there's enough questions there, given the fact that there's competition in that backfield. You know, they signed Carry on Johnson. They still have Boston Scott. Jordan Howard's still there. That's what keeps them from being a tier above, where I view Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Dobbins as the clear-cut starters and clear-cut potential bell cows on their team. I'm not sure I view that from these guys. Tier six, now we're getting into the guys like Chris Carson, uh, Daryl Henderson, and Josh Jacobs. Wow, Josh – well, I know why Josh Jacobs is here. He never catches the ball. We've talked about this. Yeah. You told Chris, that story. What about the other two guys? Chris Carson's had some injury problems, and Rashad Penny's apparently looking really good in camp. So Chris Carson's one of those guys you could maybe make an argument to be in a tier higher. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, necessarily um, disagree with you there. And when it comes to Daryl Henderson, it's just like what we haven't seen. You know, Xavier Jones is getting some hype out of Ray, uh, Rams camp. But I will say this. These are guys who, if they're in the fifth round, not, not so much Jacobs. I've really been out on Jacobs this year. But not, uh, but Chris Carson, um, Daryl Henderson, if I need a second running back in the fifth round, these guys are available, and I'll take them there, and I'll take them happily. Tier 7 is a pair of rookies. Travis Etienne and Javante Williams, who, speaking of hype, there's been a lot of Javante Williams hype. Shermer, I saw a quote from Shermer, the OC in Denver, saying this kid just gets it. Yeah, and the question here is well, – at what point, if at any point this year, is either one of these guys going to be the starting running back for their own team? Because you have established good players. Uh, James Robinson more so than Melvin Gordon. I think uh, I think the Broncos are a little bit down on Melvin Gordon. But I have these guys here because you might need to be patient with them. But again, we, we brought it up. Last year, the rookie running backs in the second half of the year had a lot of league-winning qualities. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, uh, 
uh, DeAndre Swift, those rookie running backs had a great second half and led you to some fantasy championships. So now I'm looking at this as saying, maybe you need to be patient. Maybe James Robinson's getting 15 to 18 carries weeks one through six. Maybe Melvin Gordon, they decide they're going to start him weeks one through six and see what happens. But I think in the second half of the, the year, these two guys, both of whom, by the way, are getting camp hype. Um, Travis Etienne, I've, I've seen people say he looks uncoverable. You know, everybody's getting camp hype right now. It's so hard to sift through that. Um, but uh, I, right now, I view these guys as second-half kind of league winners, depending on when the teams are going to hand the reins over to them, if at all. Tier 8 is an interesting one. Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris. Okay, so Davis, Gaskin, and Edmonds are kind of grouped together of, of the bell cows who no one – really believes they're bell cows like Edmonds maybe less so because they signed James Conner Miles Gaskin had the bell cow role last year but nobody trusts him because he lacked draft capital Mike Davis apparently has a bell cow potential role here in Atlanta but nobody trusts him because he really hasn't done it before and he's on a new team Chase Edmonds was the receiving back for Arizona last year was the more valuable fantasy back than Kenyon Drake um, for much of the season but he's never had 100 carries in the season. So these are the guys who, like, you view him as, like, RB low-end RB2 flex plays. When it comes to Damian Harris, I'm putting him here because he has been the Patriot running back getting so much hype. The problem is the reports from Patriot camp right now are not like the reports at 49er camp or Trey Lance's. I mean, they're already carving his bus for Canton at a 49er camp. But Damian Harris, if Cam Newton is not the starter, I love Damian Harris this year because of the touchdown equity. If Cam if, if Cam Newton is the starter with Damian Harris, and I love the player, Cam Newton, as bad as he was last year, and he was awful, he led the NFL with 12 rushing touchdowns from the quarterback position. That's not changing. Cam Newton is still really good in that area. And I also wonder, even if Mac Jones takes this job at some point, is there a goal line package for Cam Newton? Because he's still really good in that in that area. That knocks Damian Harris for me a bit, as much as I love the player and I love the things Bill Belichick's been saying about him. Tier 9, we've got Michael Carter and Trey Sermon, a couple of mid-round rooks. Yeah, so Michael Carter, I think you can make an, an argument should be higher because he has been the Jets' starting running back, but the one thing he lacks is draft capital. He was a fourth-round pick. Trey Sermon was a third-round pick, and there's less of a pathway uh, for him to be an immediate impact kind of player. I think he fits this 49er offense beautifully, especially if Trey, um, Trey Lance – oh, there's two Trey's there. I, how did I just figure that out? Especially if Trey Lance becomes a starting quarterback and opens up those running lanes, I view Trey Sermon as a league winner. I just don't think he's as good – bet as the rookies a couple of tiers above them travis Etienne and javante williams tier 10 to wrap it up raheem mostert aj dillon Kenyon drake james robinson latavius murray james connor jamal williams leonard fournette ronald jones melvin gordon tony pollard the one that jumps out to me there joe is James Robinson after what he did last year. Yeah, these are kind of your zero RB type of targets. So, for instance, let's say you draft Christian McCaffrey at number one overall in your best ball, and you just freaking load up on wide receivers, quarterback, 
uh, tight end in those middle rounds. This is a strategy that uh, Graham Barfield at, at our site has, has dubbed, not zero RB, but hero RB or superhero RB, where you get one guy you feel awesome about, and then you fill out the rest of your running back group with spare parts. This is the kind of tier, if I'm doing a best ball draft, I'm getting two, maybe three of the guys in this tier and just hoping they kind of mix and match. Maybe one of them hits. Maybe there's an injury or something. You know, you see Tony Pollard here. Jamal Williams, I think, is going to get work. But if DeAndre Swift goes down, he becomes a bell cow. Leonard Fournette was a bell cow last year um, in the playoffs. But Ronald Jones looked better than him during the regular season. All these guys who have those kind of questions about him. But you, you take a you take a shotgun approach. You try to you try to spread it around and see maybe one of these what maybe one of those pellets is going to hit here in the tenth round in the, the tier ten. All right, here's my recommendation right now. Okay, there's three things you can and should do. Number one, if you want to win your fantasy leagues, and if you're listening to this, I think you do. Go to fantasypoints.com now and sign up and use the code 21FEAST. Then I want to destroy you. I want to embarrass you, and I want to talk trash to you in the August best ball with me and Joe. So take advantage of any of our sponsors. Send me the email, ross at rosstucker.com, and say, August best ball, you're going down, Tucker. Or if you're more of a season-long guy, as you've heard me say on the Ross Tucker podcast, fantracks.com, and you get a shot to go against me and Joe every week in your traditional redraft league, which isn't that traditional because Fantracks is crazy customizable. There will be no defense. There will be no special teams. Joe and I need to talk about what the league will be, but there won't be stupid positions I don't like. It'll just be position. We'll have another flex something. Fantracks.com. Check him out on social at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pot. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 